0: Oh! What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Brewski with Drewski. Uh, Thank you all for being here. You could have been anywhere, uh, but you're right here with me and I appreciate that. So without any further ado, let's get the show started. For the first time since March, the U.S. State Department has lifted the international travel ban. Good news, right? But don't get too excited. Other countries are still not letting us in because we suck. Yeah. It's been reported in the New York Times that President Trump inquired with South Dakota about adding him to Mount Rushmore. The government had to decline, however, because America could not withstand the massive bronzer shortage it would take to sculpt the face of the orange Julius Caesar. And nobody, nobody wants to say that. Uh, The Trump administration is in the process of banning the Chinese-owned social media platform, TikTok, Experts say banning TikTok may be the worst hell unleashed on parents since virtual learning was mandated by most schools. Uh, The apocalypse is here. (laughs) Apparently, Tiger King star Carol Baskin voiced her disdain for the usage of leopards and white tigers in the Cardi B music video for her new single "WAP," which raises the great ethical question: Where's your husband, Carol? We know what the fuck you did. We see you. Okay, want to know where he's at? In sports news, Lou William has cleared quarantine finally and will be ready to play chicken wing for the lemon pepper clippers. I'm sure I said that right. Uh, and finally, Microsoft founder Bill Gates stated the U.S. coronavirus testing system is not improving. Yeah, let that soak in there. The man who created the Zune and the Clippy tells you that your products are not good. We're all screwed. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in, guys. We have a great show for you today. We're gonna to be talking about the racist origins of tipping. We're going to be going over uh, some really important stuff that'll change your life, your dating life, after quarantine. We'll be talking about Romney Malcolm's new movie, Tijuana Jackson, Purpose of a Prison. we got some more gun advice for you. You know you guys love that stuff. Don't go anywhere, dude. What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of Brewski with Drewski. I'm your host Andrew Tyree and as always we have producer Kamari. How are you Kamari?
1: Hey, I'm doing well.
0: Sounds good, sounds good. You guys see you got your little like green juice over there. You, you all right?
1: Yeah, it's beet juice actually. You know, Samaya makes juices so I'm it to yeah. Her
0: yeah, but beet juice, that does not sound great. Uh, anything else in there besides beets?
1: Yes, it has apples, cucumber,
0: ginger. Oh, well, you got to call it that. You got to call it apple, ginger, beet juice. <laughs> Don't just call it beet juice. That sounds terrible. I I am a man uh, who has been cut loose. Okay. My wife is out of town on business and I am running amok in the streets. Um, and by in the streets, I mean in my home, uh, I'm staying up past my bedtime, stayed up to like two, uh, listen, I'm eating whatever I want to. I had cookies for breakfast cause I'm a grown man and my wife is now home and I can do whatever the fuck I want to do.
1: <laughs> you were playing video games.
0: Yeah. 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 I was playing video games. And then I woke up like I went to bed at like two and I woke up really like at five o'clock in a, in a panic uh probably half because my wife was not uh home, and that's we you know when she's not in the bed, it's very weird um and then I was like, is somebody in the house and i grab my I grab my pistol and <laughs> I was walking around the house looking to see if somebody was here uh yeah, I had some tea it, it was crazy it was crazy, but uh full week of freedom, so hey, you might see me, you might liable to see me anywhere you might see me at the ice cream spot at uh you know nine nine a m or nine p m you know, because i <laughs> I'm 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 free out here. Uh don't tell my wife I said any of that.
1: Well we're gonna drop the show, man.
0: <laughs> and hopefully, hopefully she don't always watch all the episodes, so maybe she'll skip over this part. Um Alright, cool. So some interesting things we got to talk about this week. Uh let's get the show started. I wanted to do a movie review. Um, a good, good, um, I guess, um, actor, comedian, somebody I've looked up to for a long time. Romney Malko, uh, a good, good brother, uh, funny guy, a guy I've looked up to for a long time, uh, you know, in the movie game. I started watching him when he was in 40 Year Old Virgin. Uh, that really classic scene with Kevin Hart makes me laugh all the time. Uh, why don't you go ahead and play the scene real quick? Welcome to Smart Tech. What hey, can is, I, th- what is this I help your boy? With? Yeah, nigga, we will both mash you. What? Hey, what? How can we Where you at? Help you, sir? No, 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 he don't need no help. He's already been served. I served him. He's taken care of. He's a little slow, but he got it. See, what he thought was he could come up in here and make the rules. But now he see that Jay
1: make the rules okay, in Smart Tech, that Jay. I run this bitch. And now he about to bounce.
0: That's hilarious. And he put out a new movie, Tijuana Jackson, Purpose Over Prison, and I've been meaning to watch it. It's been out for a couple weeks now. Uh, If you follow him on Instagram, you see he's been doing a lot of promotion. Um, And so I wanted to just talk about it really quickly because I finally got a chance to watch it. And I have some thoughts. Did you get a chance to see it, Kamari?
1: Yes, I watched it. As soon as you texted me about it, I was like, all right, let's get it done.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so uh, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, You know, sometimes these independent films, because his brother did this whole thing himself, he wrote it, he directed it, he starred in it, Um, sometimes they can be a little iffy. I've been in some independent projects myself, and I hope you guys never see them, because they're bad. I can think of thousands. Every single one of those people out there who depend on us to keep going. So I I didn't know what to expect of this, but this was really good. This was a really good film uh, to me it was funny uh, and he gave you your medicine in the funny and i mean he talked about everything from uh you know the the justice system and how hard it is to get out once you're in the system uh, he talked about the school to prison pipeline and not only that he dug in on to what the education system is actually teaching uh young people these days he talked about race of course But what I love the most is it talked about the complexity of uh, a real black family. Like how you can have some days where it's like warm and beautiful and some days you guys are at each other's throat. And I'm sure all all families are like this, but the problem with most movies is you don't get to see that. You just see one dynamic of a black family, the dynamic that probably a white writer wants you to see, but this was very, very beautiful. I thought you did a great job. Uh, What did you think?
1: Well, I think the the element that stood out the most to me was just how it was shot. Like it was so fun. It felt like The Office. You know, like it was very much like were we supposed to catch that on camera? Um, I loved I loved that element and and his his commitment. Like that man, <laughs> I believed everything he said the entire movie. I was like I was like, wait, do, do his teeth really look? Like that, like because if, right. <laughs> oh, I was just saying, I, I love how it was shot. Um, and then I, I like the journey that they took you on. Like, you're like, okay, this is so random. Who is this little Asian girl? Why is she interested in this man? And then yeah. he has so much tenacity, and that is so funny because when people go to prison, I feel like sometimes that happens. Like, they come out and they're like, change the world, and life come at you fast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> comes at you fast, man. It comes at you fast. And he was he was dropping knowledge on her. I loved uh the young man who played his nephew. Uh we're gonna throw his name right there. But that young brother uh did a great job playing his role. And I love the fact that even though like he was brought up uh in the hood and his mom and uncle were making their mistakes, he was super smart. The little boy was super smart and they weren't afraid to show like a really, really smart, intelligent uh young man i just thought the whole thing was very good very very well done and there were a bunch of quotables that i will be adding to uh (laughs) my sayings because these joints are uh hilarious i'm not gonna tell you now i'm just gonna start dropping them on you uh randomly throughout throughout these shows and you're gonna be like that andrew is funny but it won't be for me it'll be from this movie (laughs) because them joints are great um, so if you have a chance, please go watch the movie. You can get it on, um, Apple TV, uh, YouTube TV, I'm sure, iTunes, wherever you get your streaming, uh, wherever you stream your movies from, go check out, uh, Tijuana Jackson, Purpose of a Prison. It was very, very good.
1: What's up? What's
0: Mm-hmm. What Wap, wap, And that does not, uh, stand for, uh, wet ass party. Uh, it does not stand for waving at police. Uh, it stands for something else. I'll let you use your imagination. Um, it was a song by Megan stallion and Cardi B. And you know, I'm of, I'm of an age where normally this song would not have crossed my radar. Like, I would not have even bothered to watch the video or listen to the song because I'd have never heard it. I don't listen to the radio that much. I'm not in anybody's club, especially now that there's COVID and Corona running around. So I'd have never heard the song, but there was so much uh, turmoil up about the video and Kylie being in the video all randomly and and the message that the video was talking about. uh, I just had to check it out for myself uh to see what all the uproar was about and to be honest it wasn't really all that bad i'm also from a generation where like we had like foxy brown and lil kim and they was doing uh they were doing some wild stuff uh back in the day on on the box video i don't know if you've ever seen uh the box video station but If you remember it, Lil' Kim and Foxy Brown was doing some craziness. So it's just that. It's just the same thing. Uh, I don't know, I don't see what the uproar is about. Did you see the video, Kamara?
1: Yeah, I saw the video.
0: What what do you think?
1: I actually really liked the video. Um, I thought thought visually it was very stimulating. It took you on a journey. It was fun, it was colorful. Yeah. Um, And then I thought that they looked like they looked like they were the stars, you know? Like, it was very intentional. So, I didn't see anything terrible about it. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, they're beautiful girls.
0: I also come from uh, a generation where we had this this show called uh, BET Uncut. <laughs> now, I don't know if you're old enough to remember BET Uncut. Do you remember BET Uncut, Kamari? Yes. Okay. Now BET Uncut came on late, late in the in the evening uh, when people my age should be asleep, um, but I was not asleep. I was up watching BET Uncut. And there were some of the wildest things you've ever, you've ever seen. If you have a chance, I don't even know if you can find it on the internet. But ask somebody uh, who, who might know what used to come on BET Uncut. The wildest videos you've ever seen. Uh, and I remember really enjoying my time with BET Uncut. I really did. Uh, it was educational. It was purposeful. And so, you know, listen, this wasn't even that bad. This wasn't even that bad. I felt like they were, they probably had on more clothes in this video than uh, than a lot of other videos, they, right?
1: I thought so too. I mean, for the song to be about what it's about, mm-hmm. I didn't think we saw, you know, any of that. No, it, <laughs> no, it was yeah, we didn't see, you know, they- nah, They just some thick girls. I mean, you you could use your imagination. You know? What they
0: what just saying? some yeah. thick girls. Well, you know what? I'm gonna have to stop you there. Cardi B is not thick. Cardi B is uh, a frequent shopper at the, sur- at the surgeon's office. She has bought uh, all that she has, and I'm not knocking it, but please don't. You can't put her in the thick category of Meg because Meg just grew that.
1: That that's true. Meg is is more you know homegrown. I understand, that. I understand yeah. that. So I don't know what the I don't know what we're gonna call Cardi, but they're both very Party. women. How about that? They're both built. <sighs>
0: Nope, nope nope nope. cardi uh cardi's not built cardi cardi's bought i gotta i gotta i gotta reiterate because you know there's a certain demographic of people here who who really have to you know uh differentiate between the two because it's different it's different but whatever is going on between the natural or the unnatural thighs of these women is none of my business they wanted to write a song about how it how it runs and uh you know the octane what she produces, go for it. And for the people who are very upset about them not being role models, I think enough celebrities have have already said, they're not trying to be no role models, okay? They're out here trying to make music. If you don't want your child to listen to the music, don't let your child listen to the music. That's not not their responsibility to put out wholesome songs for your kids.
1: Right, you gotta be a parent at some point, cause I love that song. That was very empowering for a lot of girls that I know. (laughs)
0: Oh, oh, that you know. Okay. Not you, but a lot of other girls. Okay.
1: Oh, oh no, I like this. This is on, on, on the regular. This is on my playlist. Okay.
0: okay, cool. So it's on rotation and then people were upset a bit about Kylie showing up, uh, white ass, white ass Kylie, uh, who's also a uh, bought, but I don't know that the song was about black. Emp- it wasn't a black song. It wasn't about black empowerment. It was about women and what they want to talk about about their body so i i you know as far as i know kylie is a woman uh i haven't personally checked but i'm assuming so if they want to have kylie in the video i don't know why kylie can't be the video are we not allowed to stand next to white people
1: anymore the um the issue that i heard was because of kylie's possible connection to the Tory lane's issue with meg
0: Oh. See I heard it was cause they were like, Oh, she's a cultural like appropriate. Here she is again appropriating our culture. She done bought some ads, she done bought some lips and she's trying to be black. She dates all the all the brothers, Travis and whoever else. I thought I heard that people were upset about that. Mm-hmm. But maybe it was a Tory Lanez thing. But I'm sure this was filmed before the Tory Lanez thing even happened. You know, they don't film a video one day and then put it out the next day. You know, it takes a while. So I'm sure, you know, it it Again, none of your goddamn business. These women were not up here trying to make a political or social statement like you guys are doing too much and I am the king of doing too much. I'm about to do too much right now. <coughs> Watch what I'm about to do. I I want to talk about. We're done with that. We're done with that. We're going to move take that. Move it over here. Excuse me. I would like to talk about Um, Let me preface this by saying the world is about to open back up, okay? A lot of us were in quarantine, a lot of us have have been re-quarantined, but we're about to start coming back out. and There are some things I would like to discuss um, for when we get back outside, because everything shouldn't stay the same. We should be improving, we should be changing, Uh, this is a time to reset we should be learning. Um, I want to talk about tipping giving extra money for a service that you have already paid for, um, for one reason or another. Now, in restaurants in particular, I went to a restaurant recently and because of the COVID situation, um, they charge you for your meal up front. They had you order at the when you walked in and then they had a tip section. Now it was a sit down restaurant where you go and they bring you the food but you wanted me to tip you in the beginning before I tasted the food, before I ate the food and everything like that. Now for most people who are like, Oh yeah, tipping is just a natural thing. This does not seem to be alarming to anybody, but I don't believe that tipping is natural. I don't believe we should be tipping all the time. And I believe that tipping should only happen when the service is above and beyond. So I had a very, very big problem tipping before any service was rendered. Are you a 100% of the time tipper if we're talking restaurants only?
1: Uh, yes.
0: Yeah. Now, why is that?
1: I actually used to be a cocktail waitress. Mm-hmm. So I understand the importance of it. And I know that there's a lot that happens behind the scenes that mm-hmm. one server couldn't control. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I just, I value like good service. Like, okay, getting the job done is fine. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna be tipping basic for that. But if I feel like somebody really took care of me, then I'm taking care of them.
0: Okay. 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 I too have worked in the service industry. Uh, I used to bus tables. Um, I've done almost every job, but yeah, I used to, I used to bus tables, um, back in my younger day. And so I also got paid out on, on tips. I got tipped out from the waiters and the waitresses actually, they tipped me down. why do you feel like you should be tipping a base amount for getting the job done? Because we don't do that in every, in every industry, right? So like, I, I'm in real estate, I host television shows. They don't give me extra when I kill it. I wish they would, because I kills it. But they don't give me extra. You know, when my electrician comes, I don't, give him, I don't give him extra. I might give him a bottle of water if he looks parched, but I don't put anything extra on the bill So why are these uh, people at the restaurants uh, given extra? Let me tell you uh, about the origins of tipping. Now the origins of tipping uh, is based in race. Uh, This is from a Time Magazine uh, article, and it says basically that the expectation these days are to tip, but tipping was not always a part of the dining landscape. Where it comes from is, um the fact that they would have slaves slaves would be the only people who were serving uh people serving white people black people were not eating in restaurants so they would get slaves and servants to do the serving and they would not pay them at all and the people who felt really you know good about themselves started leaving them little coins little bits of sugar little bits of their leftovers to say hey you know we know you're not eating we know you're not getting any money here you go um this was so racist that in Europe, they kind of retracted from it. They went away from it. That's why if you go to European countries, tipping is not something that is is done. But here, we double down on it, so much so that restaurant owners now feel it's okay to pay restaurant employees far, far less than minimum wage because they know that they will be tipped out a certain amount. I don't think it's good. I think you should only be tipping when the service is above and beyond. But I feel peer pressured into tipping, one, because I'm black, and if I don't tip, they're going to be like, oh, there go that black guy who don't tip, and I like to go to nice places. And two, because I don't want to be the only guy in the group not leaving no money. So I feel like, okay, now even if I don't feel like giving you know, the tip, I feel like I have to,
1: and I don't like it. That's true. I mean, I guess it does kind of force your hand, like, I know socially, no one like you said, no one wants to be that guy, um, yeah. because everyone else is so adamant about it, so it is often peer pressure that that ends up forcing you to to do it,
0: yeah,
1: but yeah, I guess with the with the history of it, like with the racist foundations and and the whole the slavery aspect it it does seem like it's like well, it's another one of those things, like they got us again, they got us in the ritual again, they got us feeding into you know, long set um, standards that we never really agreed to. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and then it's it's to the point where people like myself, I didn't even know it had racial upbringing. I had no idea.
0: Yeah, let me read you this little paragraph uh, from the Time Magazine article. After the constitution was amended in the wake of the Civil War, uh, slavery was ended as an institution, but those who were freed from bondage were still limited in their choices. Many who did not end up sharecropping worked in menial positions such as servants or waiters, railroad porters. These were pretty much the only occupations available to them. For restaurant workers, there was a catch. Many employers would not actually pay these workers under the condition that guests would offer a small tip instead. In quotations, these industries demanded the right to basically continue slavery with zero wage and the tip. That's how we got here, y'all. It's just the truth. You know, I hate to be the one to bring it up, but it's just the truth. So I feel some kind of way, I actually feel it's not even so much about the leaving the money, it's about being forced to leave the money. So it's not the dollar amount, and it's also about the fact that we're not holding the restaurant owners accountable because, I mean, the folks working at In-N-Out are making $17 an hour, and they get no tip. And these are high schoolers. But you go to a nice restaurant, they making $6 an hour and they're counting on you to get a tip and the restaurant owners are caking. They're taking in all that money and they're counting on you to give some of your money back. And so uh, I don't know what I'm gonna do about it. I'm obviously not running around here, not leaving tips because I'm not so bold. But every time I leave it, especially when I don't feel it's deserved, I'm a little unsettled.
1: Yeah, yeah. That that's interesting. That's that's the loophole for restaurant owners. And then I feel like in um in church there's the loophole of tithing. Cause some churches make it like like you gotta tithe at the beginning, middle, and end of the service, and then you feel socially pressured to do that when that's an unregulated amount of money that they're gonna be receiving and it's not fair to think that your blessings are hinged on whether or not you're financially able to tithe three times during a sermon.
0: Let me tell you, uh, church is gonna have to be a whole nother episode because that is probably one of the reasons, the, one of the first reasons why I left the church. And I meant, I mean like I stopped actually going to a service and belonging to a church. I used to belong to a few. One of them was very, very money based my pastor was a mega church pastor he preached wealth he preached prosperity but he also let you know that the way to get it was to continue to give and we would go broke giving money in the church and i started thinking about it as an adult like yo for why <laughs> like for what reason am i am i doing this if you're saying it's supposed to be good like i'm supposed to be sowing it to good ground i can find other good grounds
1: yeah one of my friends actually uh, one of my friends actually brought that up Recently, we were talking about this and he was like, he's like, you know, I don't really go to church regularly or anything, but when I tithe, I tithe to my family, you know, I tithe to my friends who are building, I tithe to organizations I believe in, like I give my money.
0: Sure, I am not interested in giving money to a dude. My pastor used I used to go to this church and I'll just tell you because I really don't care. I used to go to Creflo Dollars Church. And Creflo Dollar, his last name is Dollar, his legal last name is Dollar. So that lets you know what that is. But he used to do our church Saturday night. So This means he would fly from Atlanta, where he has his home church, on Saturday, do a sermon in Madison Square Garden, hop on a private jet to go back to do a Sunday morning service in Atlanta. and And we would...
1: <laughs> wow.
0: So don't, you know, we don't even... We'll do a whole, we'll do a whole different uh, episode on, on, on church and my feeling of the church. Um, but that's one thing. So as we, as we go back out into the world, I want you guys to start thinking about tipping and thinking about pressuring restaurant owners and these big restaurant groups to kind of start doing things differently um, while we're reforming things, while we're doing that. Uh, you guys are going to be starting to go back outside. I don't know if it's still going to be sundress season or not where you live, but it really doesn't matter. Uh, You're going to see something you like, you know what I mean? You're going to see something that looks good to you, especially since you've been in the house for so long. A lot of things going to look good to you. And you know what? They're probably going to be traveling in a group. they gonna be traveling in packs like women do, okay? And and you know as a man, when you approach this pack, you have to make a split-second decision, okay? You have to decide who am I going to try to holler at uh first because if i if i shoot wrong this could ruin my chances with the whole group um you don't know who in there has a boyfriend in this group you don't know who's off the table you don't know who has a bad attitude you're just going on blind faith and you could be fucking up your hold, all your chances. So my question to you, Kamari, because you are the only woman in the room right now. But my question also to you guys out there, if you want to leave your, your, um, your thoughts in the comments, please do. Is why is it that if a man, say former me, before, before marriage, was trying to holler at a person in your friend group. And that didn't work out for whatever reason. Why does that limit me from hollering at anybody else in the friend group?
1: Okay, okay, mm-hmm. so um, I, think, I think the issue normally arises from, because you met everyone at the same time, you chose someone else first, and nobody mm-hmm. wants to be second. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it's, it's kind of like a consolation prize like Mm -hmm. no one wants to be the consolation prize everyone wants to be the one that he came away from all of his friends and interrupted Mm -hmm. y'all's conversation for like everyone would like to be that one the initial one
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um and it sucks because maybe you know you go for the girl that doesn't like guys who look like you or doesn't like guys who dress like you anything guys with your haircut guys who Anything, literally anything. It could be just one small detail that she just doesn't rock with, but because it was your natural instinct to go after her, it now creates a dynamic between her and the friend where the other friend that you go for a second feels less than.
0: Let me, let me, let me, let me help y'all out, ladies, because this is what I'm here to do. I'm a happily married man, and and I'm a I'm a I'm gonna help you guys out. There are too many single un, un, unbound, <laughs> unbound women in the world for y'all to be doing this, okay? If you run up, because cause look, none of us are at an age where we're about to have our first boyfriend or girlfriend. So I obviously have dated somebody else before. You've obviously dated somebody else before. Um, for whatever reason that doesn't work out me talking to somebody else does not mean that i'm not attracted to you because you would, you, it means you would think less of me if i was in there trying to holler at you and her if i was like yo who's interested you know what i mean if i was like which one of y'all like me you know, you know like, like you would think less of me so i gotta i gotta try to feel you know i gotta try to go for a thing but that doesn't mean that i would not have preferred you maybe you're my soulmate. And we just gotta have a com- like maybe that's the conversation that needs to happen. Um, I think you guys are are you guys are leaving fish in the sea, and y'all complaining about the fish. The fishing spot ain't no fish in LA, ain't no fish in Atlanta, ain't no dudes in Chicago, ain't no dudes in Philly. It's cause you roll with eight girls, and you guys have have decided that this dude is no longer an option, cause your girl was tripping
1: yeah i mean i I feel like it's the it's the competitive nature like women weren't necessarily raised to to truly be like a tribe and be like oh girl he's more your type that's for you girl like like we weren't raised to be that way we were raised against each other
0: let me let me give you let me give you a little a little boom i want you guys to leave your thoughts and your comments uh down below let me give you just a little history lesson on how i met my wife I went to a club, long story short. I went to a bar, A guy, I did a show, a guy couldn't pay me. He was like, I can't pay you, but I'll take you to this bar where my brother works and get all the drinks you want. So, okay, I was like, whatever. I don't usually do bars, but let's go. So I went with the guy, um, he's, we're drinking together. I see who the woman who's now my wife. Psh, I don't know if y'all see my wife, <laughs> but she was looking good, okay? You're looking good um and so i'm like all right so it was her and two of her friends and they're at the bar and i'm telling the dude i'm with i was like all right we got to go up there and we got to kind of like you know divide and conquer you go to one side i'm gonna go to the other let's just start getting a rap getting the conversation he was so with it that he walked straight to her i didn't point out which one i liked i was just like let's go talk to them over there i ended up talking to the home girl Homegirl's laughing. We're vibing. Me and the homegirl. I look down at the woman I like. She's rolling her eyes. She's unhappy with the game. My boy is spitting. I'm looking at my boy. My boy's like, I'm failing, whatever the case may be. The girl I was talking to said, well, actually, I got a dude and me and her are going back to Rhode Island soon. But my girl down here. Is staying in LA for a while. Hey, girl, he's funny. You should talk to him. I was like, boom. (claps) Married. Happily married. You understand what I'm saying? So, you guys gotta, you know, I'm not saying after you then slept with him and, like, ate his food and all that other stuff, but I'm saying (laughs) if it's just a little, if he just tried to holler or whatever, like, come on, man. Don't, don't, don't cheat yourself. Treat yourself.
1: So I think it's funny that you say that because I I think when you meet people in person, like me in my actual life, because um, my roommate and I, we go out, you know, when, when the world was open, we would go out mm-hmm. and we have completely different like types, just completely yeah. different. So if her type would come up to me, I would direct. If my type would come up to her, she would direct. It was it was no harm because. My roommate and I are also very different types of people. Like physically, we look different. So if if somebody came up, it's like, well, I can understand why you would go over. I mean, she looked like okay, cool, cool, cool. But then it's like she actually doesn't like you. So then sending, if she's sending you to me, then she thinks that I might like you. So okay, mm-hmm. I understand. Um, the the real the real problem that like the reason why this this becomes such a huge thing in in groups of women is because usually there's varying levels of security and insecurity in the group. And if you happen to stumble upon a situation where, you know, a couple of the girls are are tighter than the other girls or one girl is thought to be like the cutest one or the sexiest one, like whatever that is, like once you start adding in these catty layers, then it makes it impossible to meet that group and be able to find, you know, your match. Um, And then the only other way that, that it, it doesn't work. is If if you privately went after someone mm. um, and then the rest of the group heard about you already, mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. then whether it works out or not, you just can't come back around because we know.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, and I don't think, you know what, because uh, I used to do another podcast called The Sauce Show and Tony and I, my co-host back then, used to talk about that. And yeah, once it's been like a dating ship a talking ship, I think that's too late. I don't think you can really bounce around. There are people who disagree, but, um, you know, I don't think, I don't agree with bouncing around. But like at that initial talk, even after you then got the number, like what if you get the number and y'all talk once or twice and you're like, you know what, eh. Like, I don't think there should be anything wrong with you then being like, well, you are not the only fine one in your group. Well, you can't say that. But being like, you know, just slide over, just slide over. And fellas, let me tell you how to avoid this situation, okay? Here's what you do. When you are approaching a group of women and you have the intention of talking to one of them or trying to see what's up, never, ever, ever key in on one woman. Unless you absolutely, positively know that's what you want. But if you're unsure, if you're just like, it's whatever, Never pick one. Go engage the group in conversation, buy a round for everybody, and see who's kicking at your jokes the hardest. See who try to hit you with the, oh, that's so funny, and, 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 touch, your, and touch your chest right here. You know what I'm saying? See who like you, okay? Uh, that's the safest way to do it because you can so easily pick wrong, bruh. So easily pick wrong. Don't trap
1: yourself. Wait, so I have a question then. Yes. So what is the what is the reverse end of this? Like if in the rare occasion that a woman shoots her shot
0: okay.
1: to some okay. guys, yeah.
0: uh-huh.
1: um, what how does it feel if, if she shoots her shot and she comes in and you know, she's talking to your homeboy, but then that's not really it and then she talks to you. Like, how do you feel? How like, how's it go?
0: First of all, let's let's deal with the land of make believe because this shit don't happen. I like um, this shit does not happen. Very rarely, or if ever, does a woman come and just, eat one, shooter shot, but two, like, shoot one, and then shoot another. Women are so crushed if shooting the shot didn't work, they probably gonna fall into a hole. you would be like, how did she fall into that hole? I don't know. She just, it just, like, disappeared out the goddamn room. Like, so that shit is not gonna happen. Uh but let's just say it does in the land of make-believe. Dudes do not care. Like a guy does not care. I could see you over there talking to the homie the whole night. You could be hugged up on him. He could be buying you drinks. If at the end of the night, you come over to me and you're like, yo, um, you know, what's up? Can I get your number? Whatever the case may be. I might look at the homie real quick, be like, and he, if he's like, I'm not feeling it. I'm, What's to, I'm gonna throw it in the phone because it none of that matters. You guys weren't dating. You guys didn't didn't do anything. It was just a night of we were all talking, all laughing, and maybe he said something that threw you off. I don't know. Maybe he did something that was a little weird. Whatever the case may be, like that is not. That's not.
1: So, so it doesn't reflect poorly on the woman, like she's not looked at as being thirsty or some sort of like thought or something like that? No,
0: no, no. now if she was sleeping around with all the friend group, yeah, but just talk, no, because you don't know anything. What I think guys understand, or at least what my friend groups understand, is that when you're first trying to talk to somebody, you don't know. Like you're literally finding out. So like... You could be attractive, I could look at you and I could be like, wow, she's banging. And after like 15 minutes of conversation, I could be like, this is horrible. She's stupid. Like she don't know nothing. Uh, you know what I mean? Like she sucks her teeth and all the, like, whatever. I could be like, no. And then the whole time I could have been like peeping your friend who I didn't really see earlier. I could be like, wow, she's, she's quiet. Like she seems smart. And then, so no, it's not bouncing around like you're trying to get with everything. Cause obviously you're not gonna be able to talk to both of them. But if, if you're like, okay, like that didn't work out, I'm not gonna see y'all, who knows I'm gonna see y'all again. I might, I gotta do it for the night's over, right? I gotta just be like, and unfortunately, m- most women gonna hit you with the, I saw you talking to Kamari all day. You're not gonna come over here and, well, oh, God damn it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think, I think you brought up a good point though. I mean, guys are the ones who kinda take this chance daily. So, yeah. like y'all encounter uh, rejection and stuff just all like it's just normal it's natural so yeah. for a woman um, it, it's a whole different thing cuz when because when we see people when we see men we we have one that we really yeah. want. yeah I think that guys may not have that per se
0: especially if you guys are gonna go as far as to shoot your shot because yeah. y'all have to get past oh he's cute y'all get past all that before you really build up whatever it takes to be like, I'ma go over there and try to make a move. And your moves, your moves are so terrible. They're so trash. Like women shooting their shot is like, she'll walk by you and like flip her hair. And she'd be like, I don't know why he didn't understand that I was trying to holler at him. Like he, I tried. No, 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 like that's not it. <laughs> Nobody knows the fuck that means.
1: How many times can I walk by him?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm like, do you need something? Like, so y'all are so trash at it anyway that if you actually do get up to getting shooting a good shot, um, you know, it's just it's it's, it's got to be so much more than that. So so yeah, I think it. You know, I think I think um, it's hard for women to do. It's hard for women to accept that rejection. And if she gets rejected, she's definitely not bouncing right back the same night. Like I'm going for round two. She's done. She probably going she probably gonna go cry in the car. to
1: yeah that's that's so crazy
0: but y'all should because men love that shit if you find a woman and if if especially if it doesn't seem like she does this like daily right but if she's just like man like something about you be like oh shit if she's like i'm about to go get a drink you want one you be like i don't i mean you want me to know you got it Ooh, <laughs> you know that's that's it right there
1: yeah no no for real that that has that has worked that has worked in my favor Uh, i think i think especially because because like when i'm with my friends i'm very much with my friends like i'm so into my homegirls i'm so into the dynamic there so if i leave that like you saw me enjoy myself but if i leave that and i come to see what's going on with you and i make sure that you are good for the night then Mm -hmm. i think i think that that goes a long way it's always oh so yeah yeah what are you doing this week oh wait a minute
0: <laughs> is this a trap are you the police um you know what i mean like are did my ex send you like what is what right. is going on oh.
1: who sent you <laughs> my
0: baby mama sent you over here to start some bullshit.
1: yeah i do recommend i do recommend if we could build up our skin a little bit i think that we should be out here claiming the ones we want because niggas be confused
0: listen listen we about to go back outside so I'm trying to help everybody you know what I mean if you ain't got nobody it's how you get somebody don't come to me ladies on the ask Andrew telling me you can't find no man you're not doing the work you got to do the work
1: come on uh, what, name a shot that you could really miss as a woman like they're gonna at least be like you know what I might have to go out with her
0: you can't you can't you could be and you know whatever you could whatever bad self-image you might have of yourself just the confidence that it takes for you to shoot that shot you might not even be his type he gonna be like yo buddy like what you gonna do
1: Disrespect at that point
0: what you gonna do we on the other hand do not get that shit we get uh shoot away and uh mass mass disrespect okay a ton of disrespect
1: Yes, and some of us look forward to giving out that disrespect.
0: love this shit. Y'all love it. i didn't seen, uh, I've been disrespected, uh, not as much as some of the homies, though. I didn't see some of the homies, like, I'm talking about, be laughed at. I've never been laughed at, but I've seen some of the homies, like, just, damn, the man just tried to talk to you and you laughed at him? Like, uh, looked him up and down. Like, I just, I'm like, what kind of, this is the stuff you do when you know you can't get hit. this this is the kind of disrespect you give when you know you can't be hit because it it, it, wouldn't no man do that to no other man unless he was ready to fight Mm -hmm. you don't laugh at me in my face and then look me up and down like come on now
1: yeah yeah that oh that strength in numbers getting dressed up just to twerk and and have somebody look and then make them feel crazy for looking even though you wanted them to look
0: Make them feel crazy for looking, dancing, shaking. I'm talking about ass cheeks going crazy. And then have a dude come over to talk to you and look at him like, why the fuck are you talking to me?
1: Why would you think I was like that?
0: <laughs> Woo, I got hot, man. I just got hot. Bruh. I'm upset already. Man. This is a good time.
1: We're gonna have to talk about this again.
0: We have to talk about. We have to bring some more people and I'm gonna. Need, I'm gonna need one of the homies to come on. I'm gonna need one of your homegirls to come on, and we're gonna have to have a conversation about this. The First series that we did, um, we talked about getting your first weapon, safety rules. You remember the four safety rules? Bang. Uh, treat every gun as if it's loaded, make sure it's unloaded, which this one is, take the clip out, magazine out, I'm sorry, uh, check the slide, it's open. Um, keep your finger off the trigger, know what's uh, what your target is and what's behind it, and don't point the barrel at anything you're not trying to destroy. Today, uh, and then last week we talked about grip, how to properly grip a pistol, um, like so. Today I want to talk about this little accessory right here. Last week I introduced you to the gun safe that you should have as soon as you buy um, a gun for your house. This week I'm gonna talk about a light. You should have a, a gun light uh, for whatever weapon you own in your house because 99.9% of the time, anytime somebody breaks into your home, uh, it's gonna be at nighttime. And you're not gonna have time to turn on your light and do all this other stuff and you wanna make sure you have eyes on target when you are deciding to pull this trigger because you're gonna have to be held accountable for every single bullet that you fire. So when the police come after you successfully defended your home and your family, they're going to ask you, how many bullets did you fire? They're gonna ask you, was the light on? And if you say, no, it was dark, they're gonna say, oh, so you have no idea what you were shooting at. And you are gonna be in trouble. So um, this is called, uh, let me get the right name for you guys. This one is called the Olight PL Mini 2 Valkyrie. Um, So it's a smaller version of the Olight PL Pro, which I also have, and it fits on most standard handguns. The the thing I like about the Olight, it's usually one of the two uh, top brands of gun lights. The other one is a TRL light. I like the Olights personally. Um, This one here, Is pretty bright and will do the job this one has 600 lumens which is pretty strong it'll throw a light about 250 meters um, and the switch is right in front so the switch is right here so basically when you put your thumb on it and you point your thumbs forward like you're supposed to you'll be able to click your switch and you'll get that light right there so you grab your gun you grip it that's why it's good to have the proper grip you grip it correctly you press out you hit that switch, and you'll have light, okay? That's one click. Now you can hold it down, and then when you let go, it'll turn off, or you can hit it one time real quick, and it'll stay on, and this'll this will light up a room nice and bright. It goes on with this little latch right here, so it pops right on and off. It's very easy to install, very easy to install. Um, I also, now this one ran me about $89, about 90 bucks plus tax on Amazon. Of course, I'll leave a link at the bottom for all these. Uh, but the first one I bought was a really, really cheap one. This is called a go G02 Gar- Garbriel. go 2 Garbriel. This also does the same thing. It slides right on the front side of your gun, like so. It's a little more clunky. It's a little bigger. Um, and the button's at the bottom. So when you turn it on, you can get a strobe. You can get a straight light. Point your fingers forward. You're going to need to use your first finger here to turn it on, which is a little, it's not as nice as the thumb, but this is going to run you a little less money. It's going to run you about half the price. So you're going to be about around 40 bucks. Um, yeah. And then the third option that we have here is the Olight PL Pro Valkyrie. It's the big version of the mini. I just picked this one up and this is the big boy right here. So this is great for your pistol, but can also be used for your, your rifle if you have a rifle at the house that's a big guy Mm. and again it uh which i do obviously um and i'll show you that in a couple weeks this also just slides right onto the front of your gun snaps in place and you have a big light this has a paddle a paddle push on the side instead of the push down so you paddle push it and you get a light there and those are, and those are, those are my, uh, my options. I would go with one of these, um, just make sure you have a light, doesn't really matter which one it is. This one's a little more expensive. This one is going to cost you, let me get you the right price here, $129. So we got about $89 for the Mini here, um, Mini Valkyrie. We got $129 for the Pro, uh, the large size, and we got about $40 or $50 bucks for the Garbriel G 2 um, so pick one up, uh, right when you get a gun, you don't want to have this in your house without a light on it. I'll leave the links to those lights at the bottom. Let me know if you have any questions, please like, and subscribe. Thank you for tuning into another episode. Would you like to say goodbye to the people, Kamari?
1: I hope everyone has a wonderful Wednesday.
0: Yeah. <laughs> when you go out uh you know tip if you want to but i'm not gonna be judging you if you don't and shoot your shot man and ladies uh stop being so stingy you know what i'm saying uh share a little bit you might find your soulmate
1: (laughs) you might find your soulmate